welcome back to the Derek and Eric show. I am back. Yeah, well, for, 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 30, for 30 minutes. Hey. <laughs> Leslie only makes part-time appearances now because she's uh she's got she's got to keep up with that Hollywood schedule. Sorry, <laughs> I only charge by the hour. Wow. <laughs> well, there you go. So we can't afford her for a whole hour. <laughs> she cuts it in half. <laughs> Hey man, that's the way to do it. But what a crappy, cold, snowy day. Leslie, I don't know if it's snowing over by you, but it is over here. It is after, well, after we had so far wind and yesterday's turned into ice skating rink and now snow. Yeah, so wind, that, ice, and snow. Yeah, how about that frozen rain we got the other day? Good God, that was Ooh. bad. That was it scary. It wasn't necessarily that it was freezing rain. It was just raining for some reason at 25 degrees. And then it froze. And you couldn't walk four feet without slipping and pulling your back muscles. Seriously. Anyways, moving on. Derek, I'll tell you what. Now that I'm almost 30, you ever wake up and you're just like, why does that hurt? Every day. (laughs) Every day since I start. Check engine light. I've had a check engine light on me since I quit playing hockey and rugby. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Welcome to my world, buddy. All right, Leslie. Let's All right, for going. this week, we have for you the NFL Super Wildcard Weekend Recap. Well, that's not cool. I hate that name, but there were a the couple s- good games in there. The Super. Super! And we have mm-hmm. Stats of the Week, Louis Lounge, some Avalanche, Nuggets, and we'll end it off with some divisional round picks for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, buddy. Is it me, or does divisional round playoffs seem, for football anyway, seem like the best games? They do because usually the championship games and the Super Bowls are let down, and the divisional round tends to be the most exciting. I agree. It's going to be a letdown for the Packers again this year. I tell you what. Oh, got him. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. No, no. We Let's won't go see. The, we know. First, will you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Eric, you're the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, started off with our NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. First, for a little recap, we have first the Raiders at the Bengals. The final score of 19-26, the Bengals sweeping the Raiders. Well, Eric, we were wrong, and I shouldn't have agreed with you because my gut instinct said Bengals, but then my brain said Raiders, and I should have went with my gut instinct because usually your gut instinct is always right. Oh, I don't know about that. I've been probably plenty wrong with my gut instinct. But but anyways, it's just the Bengals. Like the Raiders could move the ball the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's just the Bengals defense didn't break in the red zone. Yeah, and real the quick, Raiders were there a lot. What's your thought on the whole whistle call? By like definition and by rule, that play should never have happened. If the whistle but, blows, the play is dead. But the way I see it is, is that the ball was already in the air and the receiver it doesn't caught matter. it and the whistle blew. It doesn't matter. If you look at the rule, the whistle blew, the play should be dead. And well, I mean, the crazy thing is, is that they even, reviewed, they even reviewed it and they still let it stand, which was crazy. Well, I don't understand You can't that. really challenge a whistle call. You no. Know? But... but even like 
there's a reason that officiating crew is not going to be working the postseason anymore. Yeah, that's true. They got why the, the hell is the your mouth on the whistle in the middle of a play anyway? Because apparently it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Get your whistle out your mouth, homeboy. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, they got kicked to the curb and they're not officiating the rest of the uh, playoffs. And I'm guarantee you, if they probably try and get a hold of the NFL or something. Plus, probably... Aren't most of the whistles like finger? Like they have them like clipped to their fingers they nowadays? to their finger, yeah, because they're not so around they their can... necks anymore. Yeah, so they can just like quickly pull them up and put them in their mouths. Yeah. They'll check. They'll te- yeah, the, the guy who did that will text probably one of the referees, Ed Hockey Lee son. And then he'll, I'll still line from you. He'll text them. New number. Who dis? <laughs> New phone. Who dis? <laughs> but... Who dis? <laughs> credit to the to the Bengals. That defense stepped up. Oh, they played damn good. And they I'm going to really say this. Job. If Derek Carr were available tomorrow, Broncos should sign him up immediately. Seriously, I think they're what really hurt him this year, uh, I hate to say it, when Henry Ruggs did his whole debacle, oh, for sure. that really hurt him. He had he he did not have a, a deep threat. Yeah, he had Hunter Renfro, which was a good receiver for him, clearly. Well, but and you can his see his deep threat was gone. Yeah, sorry, Nick, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, with that, like Deshaun Jackson is fine, but he can't catch the ball because he thinks he's better than he actually is. Well, plus he's he's thirty some years old, and Henry Ruggs was only twenty three. There's a big difference in speed. Well, you between remember those that two. that play when? Jackson was on the Rams still. Mm-hmm. He caught the ball and was wide, running wide open, but he had to pull up because he hurt his hamstring and had to run out of bounds. Otherwise, he would have scored. How about that, though? Derek Carr, 29 of 54 for 310 yards. He and that right 50, there is why they lost. 54 times. You threw the ball throw. 54 times, and you only ran the ball 14. Josh Jacobs had 83 yards. Probably found another baby mama somewhere in Cincinnati. It probably. <laughs> but you guys heard the story about him real quick, right? Not to get yes. sidetracked. Oh yes, boy, yes. yeah. What a what a doozy that guy is. But I think if they had run the ball more, it would have been a not an easy victory, but I think they would have I think they would have beat the bank. Real quick, Leslie, in case you didn't know, Josh Jacobs, Raiders running back, has just had his eighth kid with his ninth different women. Oh, my God. And he's only 23 years old. Hey, well, have you heard his story? No. I'll be like him. In high school, he was living out of a car. Oh, dear God. Are you serious? Uh Uh-huh. So. Go ham, dude. Clearly, he he went ham. At least he's got all that money. Before you tap it next time. All right, homie. And on that note, let's and go on to that note, but up, but up, but up, up, Raiders lost. Yeah, oh, Raiders lost. Bengals moved on. Yep. <laughs> and we're moving on. Next game, Patriots have the Bills. The final score of 17 to 47 with Wait. the Bills taking the win. What was that saying again? I just got to hear you say it. Wrap it before you tap it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's pretty good. Or I've heard, well, I don't need to go down that alley. But all right, <laughs> Bills, well, you know what? I'm going to. Don't be a fool. Strap your tool. <laughs> the Bills absolutely just kicked the living crap out of New England in this game. What, I mean, it, it wasn't even close. It was 21 to nothing. No. It was, or no, it was 28 to nothing at one point. And I'm like, New England's done. 
They didn't have a chance at all. Here's how I sum up this game. That was 20 years of a franchise and a fan base with pent-up frozen anger at the Patriots for being the best team in the AFC and owning them. The the Bills just basically said, enough is enough. We are going to beat you down. If the organization could give a middle finger to New England's organization, they just did it on <laughs> last Saturday in the he, uh, not just one. They did the double a collective word. city rose from the grave and of, co- and all at the same time flipped off the Patriots, flipped them off big time. And just how about Josh Allen? He had more touchdowns than incompletions. He went 21 of 25, 308, five touchdowns. He had more touchdowns than incompletions. And fun fact, the Buffalo Bills are the only team in postseason history to get to have seven drives and get seven touchdowns. They didn't kick a field goal. They didn't punt. And do you want they really punch the Patriots in the face? And do you know what really scares me about this game and Buffalo's previous game is Devin Singletary has finally woke up and they have a damn good running game these last several games. 81 yards and 16 carries, two tutties. And so if they can continue the running game like they have, they could be a dangerous, dangerous Well, not team only did they postseason. use Singletary, how about former Bronco, McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie? Yeah, how about carries, that? He 29 yards. He averaged nine yards a carry. <laughs> guy, guy plays here in Denver as a fumbling fool, goes to Buffalo, and, and now he's a superstar. Because the Broncos haven't had a good coach since Kubiak. Well, it goes to show you how – Coaching plays a big part in a player's development, and he's got the right coaching in Buffalo. Yeah. Hey, I want to touch on this real fast. Actually, never. We'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm going to add a segment after this. Yeah, uh, the Bills just dominated, and you know, Bill. Credit to Bill Belichick. Do you hear what he did after the game? No. Went to the Bills locker room and congratulated. He was like, first. he he went to Josh Allen specifically too and said, "You kicked our ass." Because they did. They beat you by thirty, and they were up twenty-eight to nothing at one point. You see, Mitchell Trubisky came into the game too. Excuse me. At at halftime, they were up twenty-seven Seven. to three, and then at some point in the third quarter, they were up thirty to three. <laughs> yeah, they uh they just kicked the crap out of them. Pretty much. Good job, Buffalo. And for our Sunday night games, we have Eagles at the Bucks with the final mm. score fifteen to thirty-one. Bucks won that game, by the way. Easy. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts just looked all out of sorts in this game. Did not look ready. The team just came out and looked flat. Hate to say it, but I kind of saw it coming. Because you want to know why Jalen Hurts looked like a mess. Mm. A quarter, a team that led the league in rushing, ran oh, the God. ball seventeen times and threw it for forty-three times. Stupid, dumb. Well, probably. Well, they they got down by they were down seventeen to nothing, so they fell on the deep hole and they probably couldn't run the ball. Derek, their first drive incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. They pulled a Bronco. Run the damn ball. It's called the. It's called pulling a Bronco, Eric. Yes. <laughs> That's the new saying. That's going to be the new saying. <laughs> don't be the Broncos. You know what? The real saying should be don't be the Cowboys, but we'll touch on yeah, that in a minute. 
when Jalen Hurts is your leading rusher, too, you're not going to win. I hate to say uh, it, no. but you're just not going to win. I mean, look at this. Scott, Boston Scott, one carry, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Where was he the whole game? This you gave Miles you. Sanders the ball seven times. Seven. And this just goes to show you how bad the Eagles were. At the start of the fourth quarter, it was 31 to nothing, and they basically got both their touchdowns in garbage time because Tampa Bay didn't care. And, and to be fair, Tampa Bay is a more talented team, even with the injuries. But no, and they got, I'm gonna they give got the a lot credit. of experience on their I'm side, too. I'm going to give the Eagles credit. Four sacks on Brady? That's pretty good. How about how many touchdowns Brady and Gronk now have in NFL history, the most by any duo? Can I get a too many? Do you know how many it is? I don't know. I just can you give me a too many? One hundred. They're officially at regular season, postseason, a hundred. That is freaking insane. That's that's pretty. That's pretty good, right? That's just like unheard of. Like the yeah, that I mean. You look at some of the duos in NFL history, there's a lot of great duos out there, and they surpassed them, which is just the same. But, yeah, Tampa Bay did what I expected them to do, and I'm not really surprised. Yeah, it, it was it was inevitable. I mean, credit to the Eagles. They got there, and some people are saying the seventh seed is too much. for. And to be fair, the two seventh seed teams mm-hmm. didn't show up. <laughs> but the whole point of the seventh seed is it gives you hope. Yep. The Eagles could have won that game. Mm-hmm. They had to be perfect, and they weren't. That's that's the whole point of sports. To get a chance. And they had to it. have a chance. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> On to our next game. 49ers at the Cowboys. The final score of 23-217. Man, what a game this was, huh? Not really. What 49ers a almost, it was. 49ers almost blew it. <laughs> yeah. But well, no, hey, I mean, breaking news. Hmm. The Ravens are parting ways with defensive coordinator Don Martindale after four seasons. That's unfair. He had no defense to work with. Continue, Derek. Because they were all injured or injured. had COVID. Exactly. Yes. But to take away from this game is um, – Debo Samuel is dangerous. Man, what a Swiss freaking army knife that guy is. He is, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that can do everything. He does kicks, he does punts, he runs it, he catches it. I mean, in just, especially that touchdown run that he had. It was just amazing how fast his breakaway speed is to get away from those defenders. But the takeaway I took from this game is that Debo Samuel, I think, put the NFL on notice. And if you don't stop this guy, you're you're not going to beat the 49ers because he's he's pretty good. Pretty much. Um, I'll say this. Jimmy, your the boy Dallas, didn't even play a good game either. No, he looked terrible. He and, and like you said, a good game. It was only a good game in the latter part of the third quarter and fourth quarter. Well, that's true. Yeah. The Cowboys suck. They really do. We talked about it when we picked the games. What team did they beat this year where you go, that's a good win? Nobody. I'm, I'm, a, I'm no stupid CBS. I looked at the Cowboys on CBS. He goes, are you a Cowboys fan? Follow them here. No, I'm not. They're terrible. 
But I mean, when but, Elliot's but, your uh, leading, hold, hold. yeah, go ahead. Quality wins this year if you look at their schedule as it is right now at the end of the season. The Chargers, maybe a quality win. Yeah. Chargers, you know, they made they were, some mistakes. Yes. The Eagles at the beginning of the season, they were terrible at the beginning of the year. They were bad. And they smoked them. The Panthers, mm-hmm. the Panthers turn bad. out to be a faux team. Bad team. The Patriots, good win. Very good win, yes. The Vikings, most no. inconsistent team in the history of football. Yes. And then you lose to the Broncos. Just embarrassing. You lost to the Raiders, playoff team. The Saints, not a playoff team, and their offense was terrible. And just real quick, too, this game, how, how that offensive line just did not help out Prescott. That is the thing that is a, it's just astounding to me. Five the sacks. Cowboy, the Cowboys offensive line, it used to be this big, dominant offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. They're terrible. They were bad. And it's all the same players. And, like and another stick. reason why Dallas lost, you ran the ball with Zeke Elliott 12, 12 times. times. For 31 yards. You're given. You remember how much guaranteed money they gave that guy? Hello? Feed him the ball. Exactly. And then if, if Elliott doesn't look like he's running well, give the ball to Tony Pollard. He looked more explosive the whole season anyway. How about this? Look at this. 49ers, 38 rushes as a team, 169 yards, two touchdowns. There's a difference. Cowboys, 21 carries, 77 yards, one touchdown. There's a difference right there. Pretty much. Debo Samuel, 72 yards rushing. Mitchell had 96 and each had a rushing touchdown. Pretty good. And as we said, Jimmy G just looked—he looked like crap, but he did what he needed to do. Pretty much, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yep, Dallas sucks, and we we knew it. <laughs> On to our next game: Steelers at the Chiefs. The final score of twenty-one to forty-two, with the Chiefs taking the win. Hmm, not really surprised here, Roethlisberger retirement game uh patrick mahomes just went nuts absolutely went nuts well it started very slow because like when the yeah the very Steelers slow. got that fumble over six for uh fumble recovery for a touchdown you're like yeah, oh my TJ, god are the Steelers tj watt yeah this off? i know but i had it, hope it was clearly obvious the steelers are not a good offensive team mm-hmm. and Again, all you want is a shot, right? Yeah. And it, again, it looked like the Steelers were, they could have pulled it off, but then the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs decided to wake up. Shoot your Mahomes. shot, Pittsburgh, and you got shut down. Good Lord. Mahomes, 404 yards on 30 completions, five touchdowns and a pick. Oh, That's pretty good. That's damn good. Here's a concerning thing for the Chiefs, though. Your running game needs to improve. 12, oh, yeah. You only rushed the ball 12 times with your main running back for 61 yards. Mm-hmm. Not good. No. And Mahomes ran it for 29 yards. But uh, Steelers, I'll give them credit. They played hard, and they're a very well-coached team. Ben Roethlisberger is off into the sunset. He can now do what I told him he was going to do. Go sit on the beach, stuff your face with cheeseburgers. And he'll be the Broncos QB next year. You just wait. Okay. I just, <laughs> I'll, 
I'm going to throw up if he does. <laughs> All right, on to the last but not least, Eric. And lastly, for Monday Night Football Recap, we have Arizona at the Rams with final score of 11 to 34, with the Rams taking the win. Not Carlo- just taking the win. Dominating! In other words, they beat that ass. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I mean, it literally from the get-go was not close. It was twenty-eight to nothing in the third quarter, and I'm like, "This, this, it's over." I mean, uh, I knew the game frankly, was over when Murray the, threw oh, that. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Derek. Yeah, when he threw that pick. Yep, that that the shortest pick six in postseason history, three that, yards. How he just, he just, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, there's, and there's, Stafford did the same thing during yeah. the beginning of the year. You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember. And it's just like, take the safety, take the hit. It happens. Move on. But the Rams' defensive line and offensive line owned this game. Big time. And the key is, Sony Michelle, 13 carries. Cam Akers, by the way, what a story that is. Tearing your, ace, your, your Achilles at Achilles. the beginning of the year. Your Achilles. Six months later, playing in the playoffs, he had 17 carries. For a combined 100, and then uh, Matt Stafford had 22 yards, but they combined mm-hmm. for 140 yards rushing. That's what they need. And then two of your superstars on defense showed up and got a, got a sack, Von Miller and Aaron Donald. So mm-hmm. that, that plays a big part. How about Eric Weddle coming off too, coming out of retirement just to help out the Rams? And he he's a, basically the quarterback of the defense, and he did all right. He did. He actually didn't but, do uh, too bad. I'll say we, we talked just... about this. The Rams were five and one going into that game, and the Cardinals were one and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big reason. That's a big thing. Just momentum carries that. Look at this: Kyler Murray, nineteen of thirty-four, one thirty-seven, two interceptions, sacked twice. His QBR he finished with was a seven point six. He wasn't ready. No, he was not ready. Just absolutely looked like crap. And I was like, are you kidding me? But your Rams got the win that they needed. And it's, yeah, as I figured that they would route the Cardinals because Arizona just came in, just like basically had like a flat tire and they were driving Pretty much. And as soon as they played the Rams, yeah, that crazy ex-girlfriend came and slashed the remaining tires. Like, you're done. That's basically what happened to Arizona. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) All right. Switching gears. We're going to go into a little bit of stats of the week. All right. It's not just a little bit of stats of the week. It's a lot of stats of the week. I got some fun ones. All right. All right. The side piece failed. Hit me again, (laughs) tube sock. Let's go. All right. (laughs) All right. Start you guys remember with... that commercial, the Skittles? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's a great commercial. All let's, right. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. So despite running the ball with 14 seconds left on the clock, which was a good play, by the way, just wrong time of the game to call it. Uh, they gave up 169 rushing yards, mm. five sacks. They completed less than 60% of their passes. They only ran for 77 yards and committed 14 penalties. Yeah, that was astonishing how many penalties they had. Most penalized team in the league, and it showed up. Yes, it did. All right, this one's a little bit of a long one, so bear with me. 
Mm. Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible head coach. And here's why. <laughs> Going back to 2013, when he was the coach at Texas Tech, mm. the first game's number, so one through seven, and then I'm going to give you the rest of the year. So the first seven games of Texas Tech in 2013, 7-0, he finished one and five. 2014, they were three and four, and they finished one and four. Oh. 2015, five and two, and then the next game's two and four. 2016, three and four, and then they fell to two and three. Mind you, the last two seasons are with Patrick Mahomes. That's true. 2017. Go ahead. Keep going. No, keep going. I'll finish when you're done. 2017, they started four and three, and then fell two and four. God, here's here's the here's a fun kicker. 2018, five and two. Derek, how many? What do you think their final record was? Or the the, last, the next five games were? Oh, and five. Correct. Oh, and five. <laughs> In 2019, they started three, three and one. This is when he was with the Cardinals, by the way, and mm-hmm. finished two and seven. Oh, that was his first year. Mm-hmm. 2020, he started five and two. Pretty good, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. Then three and six. Mm. And then this year. Then this year, seven and zero in the first seven, and then they fell three and five. So the best way to sum it up is: is Cliff Kingsbury is that one friend that can go talk to that hot chick, and he knows how to open like nobody's business. But when it comes time to close, he chokes. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's the best way to sum up Kim Cleansbury is that he's a great opener, but when it's time to close and finish it, guess what? He falls flat on his face. He's trash. All right. He's a loser. Let's let's pick on the Cowboys again. The Cowboys have gone 11 straight playoff appearances without reaching the conference championship game. That's the longest streak in NFL history. Mm. <laughs> Painful for the fifth Painful. straight year. The sixth seed in the NFC has beaten the three seed in the NFC. Going back to yeah, McVay's first year, where the Rams lost to the Falcons, mm-hmm. the Eagles beat the Bears, the Vikings beat the Saints, the Rams beat the Seahawks, and then this year the the Niners beat the Crap Boys. Yeah, unbelievable. Patrick That's Mahomes crazy. threw five of his touchdown passes in 10 minutes and 30 seconds of game time last week. That's the fastest in any span in the postseason. Of course. This one won't load. There it is. There are so last week there were three players in the Rams Cardinal game that led the NFL in sacks since they got drafted. Can you Mm -hmm. name those three? Yes. Uh, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Chandler Jones. Yes, sir. Ding, ding, ding. Since being Woo! drafted in 2011, Von Miller has 115 and a half sacks. Boy, 2012 for Chandler Jones got drafted. He has 107 and a half. Mm. And Aaron Donald in 2014 has 98. Those are some, uh, those are some boys that don't have to get, get after your quarterback. Those are some <laughs> big boys. Big, so yeah. we're going to go longest active title droughts, Derek, in the four major sports, NFL. MLB, NBA, and NHL. Can you name the four teams? Uh, Detroit's got to. Uh, Detroit's got to be NFL. Nope. Wait, longest. So this is a team who won a title and they're on the longest drought. No. 
just longest just, active title droughts. Well, that's got to be the Texans, the Jaguars, the Browns got to be in the NFL. No, never they haven't been around that long. NHL, it's got to be. Oh, God. New York Rangers, Edmonton Oilers. No, maybe? no, no. Oilers no. won it with Gretzky in the eighties. That's true. Baseball. Let's see. Baseball's got to be Baltimore, maybe. No, no, no. Okay. He's not good at this uh, and then what's next? Basketball. Oh God. I gotta say the Atlanta Hawks. You're wrong in all four sports. Great. So the longest active title drought, we'll start with the shortest one. The NHL, it belongs to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't won since 1967. Oh, my God. NBA, the Sacramento Kings, 1951. I guess that makes sense. When that yeah, team been came bad. into existence. The it's Kings have N- been bad ever since I've been alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've been bad. In Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. This team recently changed their name from the Indians to the Guardians. Oh, God. They haven't won since 1948. That's when they were founded. Stupid logo almost fell on that guy. Yes. And the NFL, your leading active title drought is the Cardinals. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. They How were long? Not 1947. They oh, have my God. Shortly title. after. Oh, my God. Two years after World War II ended. Yep. Holy crap. Yep. And they, they've been in Chicago, St. Louis, Arizona. They've been, they've been in places. several cities. Yeah, they have. Wow. Right, I'm going to pick it up here a little bit. On the 22nd day of 2022, 22 years after the Titans' last Super Bowl appearance, Derrick Henry, number 22, is expected to make his return. You're welcome, ladies it's and lot gentlemen. It's a lot of 22s. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lucky three, number. All right, guess. next one. Three out of the four remaining head coaches in the NFC playoffs were on the Washington coaching staff in 2013. That's, Sean yeah, McVay, I Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LeFleur. And clearly, uh, Washington, you don't know what you're doing with your coaching staff back then, you idiots. Should have made one of them your head coach. Uh, pretty much. Yep. Hang on that. Uh, all right, so this one is a hockey one. This will be the last one. Okay. This season, the Philadelphia Flyers have gone on two 10-game losing streaks, and they're not even halfway through the season. They suck. They're trash. They're trash, big time. Two 10-game losing streaks. You know what you call that? A loser. Not just a loser, a loser streak. All right. Uh, Well, for our losing teams, let's have a quick talk. So for the Cardinals, where do you think the Gar- Cardinals will go from here? Well, they need a new leader, clearly, because, cl- <laughs> as you said, Kingsbury, uh, he knows how to open. But, man, he cannot close. He's a terrible closer. Mm. Here's the thing. <laughs> With those numbers that I gave you, at least there was improvement in the last two years. Yeah, but still, that's five just... and 5-2 and 7-0, and oh, but you're right. That's He's, bad. He can't close. And honestly – I think he needs to hand off play calling duties. Just when you think you got that girl's number. Nope. You don't Kingsbury back of the line, bud. <laughs> and, and after this, like it was like the day after the game, they asked him like, what, what's the problem? He's like, Oh, so clearly there's something wrong with him. 
Here's the thing with the Cardinals. Maybe he's changed. He up got his diet. fired from Texas Tech because he wasn't a good head coach. Mm-hmm. Why the hell did you think he was going to be a good head coach in the NFL? Because you're dumb. I think Cliff Kingsbury could be a damn good OC somewhere. I don't think he's ready to be a head coach. True. And is Kyler Murray the guy? Yeah, that's true. Big when question. You're five man. foot nine and you can't see over your offensive lineman. Something's wrong. Yeah, you look like a little toddler running out there. Like he Derek, just stole from the cookie jar. Both of his running backs are bigger than him. James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Oh, yes, they they're, are. They're taller and bigger. And I'm the same. I, I'm taller than Kyler Murray. Put me that too. in perspective. And <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I think short quarterbacks can work, but the last two seasons, Kyler Murray, Drew Brees, come off Russell injuries. Wilson are exceptions. Yeah, they're exceptions. Kyler Murray's Michael. come off injuries. Yes, the last two seasons, and he hasn't looked the same. Why? Because he's hurt his legs. He can't run in the second half of the season. Kicking that's his a big feet. thing to worry about too. So the Cardinals, I don't know where they go from here. I think it starts from the top down, though. I do. I agree. Also, J.J. Watt was a horrible signing for them this year. Mm, Waste mm -hmm. of money. Too much money. And next, are the Patriots in a good position right now, or are they not? Yes, I think the Patriots are in a damn good position right now. They have a very young, talented team. Uh, You have one of the best coaches that already announced that he is coming back and he's not going anywhere, so – he knows how to coach, and clearly he knows how to draft and sign free agents. So I think the Patriots are in pretty damn good position, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, think they, they I, think, more... I think they got a good quarterback, yeah. Yeah, Mac they Jones is going to be good for years, and he's never going to mm-hmm. be Tom Brady level. Nobody is, but. No, nobody will, but he'll uh, be good. The thing is they need it to get him more weapons. They don't have any good yeah. receivers. No, get him some receivers because clearly he's got some good tight ends and maybe soften up that uh, offensive line a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. they I think they, yeah, I think they're in a damn good position. Hunter Henry tight end sneaky signing for them. Mm-hmm. He, was the, really he was tied for the top tight end with touchdowns, by the way. Yeah, he was good this year for him. Mm-hmm. All right, now switching over to the Eagles. Can the Eagles improve and potentially win the division? They've got to improve their secondary. Yeah, their their secondary is a complete joke, and they got to get better. Uh, and they just gotta they gotta stick to what works, which yes. we said they didn't do in the playoffs. Stick to what works and run the ball. If you can do that, play good defense. And if Jalen Hurts can, quite frankly, if Jalen Hurts can play like he did against the Broncos, then he could be a pretty good team. <laughs> I think the Eagles are kind of like the Ravens of the NFC. Yeah, if they stick to that that kind of offense, where Hurts throws for 230 at most a game mm-hmm. or has a sneaky good 300-yard passing game where you know he has big chunk plays and they run the ball. Yeah, I think the Eagles can potentially be a Super Bowl contender, but they've got to so. fix that defensive back end. Yeah, also, they... get younger on the defensive line. Yeah, you got a lot of old men. You got a lot of old guys up there. Brandon Chicken. Graham didn't play it. All this year, hardly any snaps. And Ryan Kerrigan, I didn't even know he was on the Eagles. He had a good Did, game against the Patriots. Bro. Yeah, former former uh, Washington football First team. First round guy. pick, right? Didn't even yeah, didn't even know he was on their team either. So, so I watched the game. Yeah, they improved that defense. 
And with the Cowboys getting a first-place schedule next year, I think they could sneak up on some people. I think so, too. Cowboys suck. Yep, they do. <laughs> Speaking of them. <laughs> yeah. Derek's right. Do you think the Cowboys will fire Mike McCarthy? No, but they should. Yeah, I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, they should, but they're not going to. I think they're going to let them stick around for one more year, and then if this happens next year or they just end up falling flat on their face, I think he's gone. Did you hear him in one of his most recent press conferences? So yes. he told Jerry Jones that he watched every single Cowboy snap of the 2019 season and knew what to improve on. So and Jared Jones goes, I am so impressed that I got to hire this man. I was then, thinking about that in the shower. <laughs> since since Jerry Jones says his best memories come from thinking in the shower. Oh, like anyone wants to imagine that, you oh, sick old God. man. <laughs> anyway, anyways. Anyways, yes. When Anywho. he said that, I was like, you, and that then, was so dumb. And then Mike McCarthy in a press conference recently, they go, did you actually do that? He goes, no, I just really wanted the job. That sums up Mike McCarthy right there. He's a liar. He's a liar and he's lazy. His team was undisciplined and inconsistent. So they should, but they won't. And they're going to lose both their coordinators. If not, at least one of them. At least one of them. Dan Quinn, which I hear Dan Quinn is coveted by the Broncos, but wants the Giants job for some reason. Well, hey, if he wants that job, go take it. <laughs> Good luck. But yeah, we each agree. They won't fire him, but they should. And now a little pick on the Steelers. Do you think the Steelers are a good team? No. Defensively? With, Hell yes. yeah. Offensively, especially next year, now that Ben's gone, not like it matters. They're talking about having Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins as your two to fight over your starting job. Oof-da, oof-da. So you're going to have a guy who got arrested, and then you're going to have a guy that got hit in the head with a helmet as your two quarterbacks that want to fight. They're not that. They're just not good job. quarterbacks. No, they suck. Mason Here's Rudolph. The- and do you, what's, do you know what's disappointing? You look at both of these guys in college, they were both phenomenal. Yeah, Oklahoma State and – uh, Ohio State, they were damn good college NFL is a whole new ball game, bro. Exactly. But both here's of them what the Steelers just... should have done. They should have moved on from Roethlisberger this, this year, year, drafted somebody this year, yes. and tried out Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins this year. But Ben Roethlisberger decided he needed to play more yeah, this he, year and he, screwed them for next year. Leslie, you're not muted. <laughs> 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 not to cut that but keep going <laughs> and so they're screwed next year and they have a lot of cap issues oh my god do they their cap issue is a mess i saw so they've got to make some big decisions like terrell edmonds might be gone mm. they have to sign minka fitzpatrick or they already did no they didn't they didn't. They have to sign him, and he was a difference maker on that defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, their rookies, I think their rookie linebackers coming up on a deal soon. Well, yeah, because they gave a big chunk to TJ Watt this year. So they've got some cap issues they got to work through. They will always be a competitive team with Mike Tomlin as head coach. 
Mm-hmm. But oof, dog. It's not looking good for the Steelers next year. All right, last but not least, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, sorry about that. By the way, you. your face when I said, Leslie, you're not muted, you're like, what the hook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that was great. Gonna, I'm going to leave that in. That's good content. Actually, yeah. it is pretty good content. It's funny. All right, last one. Lastly, uh, for the Raiders, do you think the Raiders will make an improvement next year? No. No. <laughs> We said it at the same time. No. And, and here's the reason. Yeah. You assume the Broncos are going to try and get a quarterback in free agency this year, right? Oh, he got – you can only hope. You can only hope. Derek, I'm scared it's going to be a Matt. It's going to be Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins, though. We'll talk about that on another show. But mm. you, you expect the Broncos to improve at the quarterback – improve at the quarterback position, quotation marks. The Chargers, you'd hope, don't make stupid decisions like they did real, this year. Real quick, I saw this comment, and I just have to say it since we're talking about Denver. Real quick, I saw someone someone actually is out there and believes this, and they're stupid and should be smacked in the face. Someone said, I hope Denver's new coach gets the coaching that Drew Locke needs. And I'm like, stop. Somebody's going to go through, throw a brick at the Stop. If we have Drew Locke's not Oof. staying here. Yeah, no. Is, is he a no. free agent though? We, People are no, he's still on he's on the last year of his right now? No. He has the last year of his deal this oh, next year. But if you bring Drew Locke Oof. back with the new coach, I'm gonna write with we're gonna do coaching, something. Drew Locke has the potential to be a starting QB. Yeah, I don't think a, you can win. With Drew Locke, but he has the potential. So I get where he's coming from. Whoever said that statement, but the best you've got to get better though. But the best way to sum it up, Drew Locke is a flaming turd. He's not that good. (laughs) But you can always douse a turd, Derek. A flaming turd. Yeah, but always pour some. But guess what, Eric? But guess what? But guess what, Eric? It still stinks. (laughs) I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just letting you know you could put out a turd. But it still stinks. And Drew Locke, it's just, I've seen enough, and it's just time to move on. And sorry, Teddy Two Gloves, it's time for you to just. Oh, he's gone. He's get, There's no way. Out. Get out. Out. You're Watch out. Watch out for Teddy Two Gloves to be on the Steelers, by the way. That's not a bad, that's not a bad place for him. That's, that's, oh, that's but the but, Raiders, they have, to, they have to get over the hurdle of the Chargers. The Chargers have to get over the hurdle of themselves, by the way. Uh, they got to get the hurdle over the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, yeah. Let's just let's so just the Raiders, they they might be exactly where they are again next mm-hmm. year. So new head coach and GM coming in too. So watch out for that. You never know. All right. Now, Leslie, now it's your time to shine. <laughs> All right, time for Louis Lounge. But first, but yeah, we're from our sponsors. All right, guys, welcome back. On to our first story. Major League Baseball is using robot umps for the 22 Triple A season. Eric, it's finally happening. It's about damn time. I'm so sick of and watching. And welcome like, to I Am Legend, where we will now use everything robots. No, that's Skynet. That's Terminator. Say, I Am Legend is about zombies. Zombies. Yeah, that's Skynet, Leslie. You're thinking of Terminator is what you should say. But no. Welcome back to finally- the Derek and Eric Culture Show, ladies and gentlemen. Today on the show, we teach Leslie about so- the 80s. So real quick, oh, if, you get, if you get mad at the umpire in AAA, or is, is the robot going to kick you out or smack you? <laughs> no, you moron. It's not an actual robot. 
could be. No, it's but, not. Okay, so I, 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 I want to clear something up. Saying it's a robot is not correct. Is it what sound it like is, a robot? it's a radar system. Strike. They, they, you... <laughs> Ball. That's <laughs> not what it's, it's going to sound like. I know, I get it. Foul. It's a little, it's a little square that they're gonna use instead of having an actual umpire back there. It's gonna be a freaking machine. You can have machine. a little square rolling in. He's like, that's a foul. Yeah, it's gonna be a machine that detects balls and strikes instead of an actual person. It's a radar yes. system. No, a radar oh, system. No. Whatever. So it's go. the same system that's used that the, the Weather Channel uses to detect whether or not something's crossing the strike zone. And then it goes to a guy in the booth who's got a, a, it's like a light that says green and red. And it pops up green, that's a strike. Pops up red, it's a ball, or vice versa. Either way. Yes. Robots but, uh, taking over the world. It's taking over the world. Before and also, want. it's going to be better because I'm so sick of seeing a curveball that's 17 yards off the strike zone. And the umpire goes, ah, the catcher caught the ball, pulled it back over the strike. Guys. All right. So Leslie, unfortunately, had to leave. So yours truly is now taking over the stories. On to our next one. What? Nothing. Jesus. On to our next one. Andy Reid uh, says linebacker Willie Gay will play in playoff game despite being arrested on early Thursday morning. Just so Gay was hit with a charge of misdemeanor criminal damage. He was accused of breaking a vacuum and other items during an argument with the mother of his child in Overland Park, Kansas. <sighs> I tell you what, vacuum cleaners and football players don't seem to match up very well. Remember Chad Kelly getting beat to death by <laughs> not to death, but getting his ass beat by a vacuum cleaner dressed as Woody? <laughs> you can forget that. Yes. <laughs> So uh, he was arrested just a little after midnight on Wednesday, technically Thursday. And so he's, he's, he's released. He's on bail. Did you say there were no criminal charges? Um, he was accused, but he, he was hit with a charge of misdemeanor criminal damage. Though he pled not guilty in courts in court hours later and was eventually released. Since it was a misdemeanor charge, it it is what it is. You know, there's not there's not a whole lot that you can do at this point. But should he allowed to be to play? I'm okay with him playing. What I'm not okay with is the Kansas City Chiefs signing Arnett from the Raiders, who was cut from the Raiders from among other things, but the latest thing he was cut from was posting on Instagram threatening to kill someone with unregistered oh, guns. They signed yeah, him that's... to the practice squad, basically. Get out of here. You don't need him. Nobody needs him. He needs help not to be on a football roster. Mm. I'm just... okay with gay playing because they're a misdemeanor. If he was charged for assault, then yeah, no way the guy should be playing football. Well, if he ends up getting a charge with that and he ends up playing in this game, that's really sure. going to look bad on the if Chiefs. If that happens, then he shouldn't be playing. But he's charged with a misdemeanor. I'm, it's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's like... In my opinion, he should be. not. In my opinion, he should not be. I just, that's just my opinion. Well, Derek, I'm going to flip the script on you. If it was you 
and you were accused with that, wouldn't you be like, hey, it's a misdemeanor. I'm going to play football. No. Yes, you would. Don't even give me that. I, I, no, I really, really, I really wouldn't. No. Yeah, don't. If you, if you, whatever. Anyways, on to our next story. Defensive tackle Malik McDowell doesn't remember his naked altercation with cops that happened on Monday. So clearly, something. He had to be on something. So, as it was reported, shortly after a trip to the gym on Monday morning, McDowell stripped down at his hotel and roamed the streets near a children's learning center completely naked. Were there any children in said learning center? It doesn't say. But the 25-year-old was confronted by cops. He then charged at one of them and appeared to throw punches at the cops. Cops say they eventually tasered McDowell and arrested him and later booked him on three charges. So McDowell, who started 14 games for the Cleveland Browns this season without incident, has yet to he hasn't commented on the situation. So Mark, what are you asking all the time? <laughs> Don't be Eric, stupid. Well, what makes you all right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go pump some iron. You know what? I feel like getting naked. You know what? I'm gonna go run by a, a, a child's school. Uh, a lot of <laughs> let's just say I a lot mean, of protein powder. It gets you jacked up to get naked. I don't know, dude. I've never had the thought of doing it or the the want to. Do no, it. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean. Granted, have I ran streaking and gone naked? Of course I have, but I'm not going to do it by a child's learning What do you center. mean, of course you had? Everyone goes streaking, Eric. It's part of life. Or go skinny dipping. I, if I get 10 random dudes off the street, I guarantee you the odds of the, uh, most of them streaking is really low. High. No Very high. Way. Yes, it's high. All right, we're going to do a public enough. But anyways... If you've gone streaking, please but write anyways, to us at <laughs> But no, so there is video proof. There is a video out there that someone shot, of course, on their phone, as we always said. There's always a camera phone around that shows McDowell running around naked and, and trying to fight the cops. It's blurred out, of course, down in his lower region, but. Now they blur out his face. I mean, he's. I don't know what he was thinking, but dude, don't get naked and don't be running around a freaking. Again, you and I have said it before. You're in the public eye. Don't be stupid. Seriously. All right. And here Next we one. go. Our last one, real doozy. A super cross flasher got death threats after showing her breasts at an event. <laughs> so the woman who flashed her headlights. Sparked a bizarre altercation at a Supercross event. Says her inbox has been flooded with hate after the incident, saying she got death threats at social media. Thirty-one-year-old Diane Marie. It's a different. I think that sounds like a person that celebrity or something kind of, but it's not a regular person. Spoke out about her viral moment interview, and she said, "Oh, here you go." Says she fully planned on getting hammered. At the event in Anaheim earlier this month, so after <laughs> after chugging chugging two tall boys and a flask of Fireball whiskey, 
said she oh my says god it was time, said it was time to free the nip it says everyone around her was loving her enthusiasm so what she did is she got up flashed her open her shirt and flashed up and of course she denies saying any kids near her saw her showing the goods but even though on video there is a video of her lowering her shirt and guess what eric guess who's sitting in the row right in front of her covering i'm gonna guess a like 12 year old a nine-year-old All right, look. So wait, and real Again. quick, days days after the incident was positive reviews, but since then it has been not so positive. I'm gonna say this: uh, don't be stupid, and don't be flashing nobody at public events. But also, don't send people death threats for anything. No, Eric. But you're gonna you're gonna real quick. You're gonna love this quote. Direct quote from her. Saying, I was simply going with the vibe when I lifted my shirt, but had no idea her antics were being recorded. I was just living in the moment. I'm out. If, I if, some, if some girl, you overhear a conversation with some girl, literally people around her, because let's, let's face the facts. She was wasted. She was probably being obnoxious and loud about it. You're not going to bust out your phone if some girl says, yeah, I'm going to flash my... My headlights to you. It's it, it's the times we live in nowadays. Of course, and you don't to. know it's going to be recorded. What does everybody own in this so entire? Dumb. So dumb. I'm done with this. It's just, what, just people last, are stupid. Last thing to finish the story. What does everybody in this world seem to have nowadays? A cell phone. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it's, how, it's some, the culture it's, we're in now. There's a camera in our pockets. Yes. Anyways, that's all the stories I got for today. Right, thanks well. to Leslie and thanks to, I guess, myself. Did you just thank yourself? <laughs> oh, this is I why did. you're the side piece. Thanking yourself I over there. I guess I did. Oh, my God. Oh, All right. Well, thanks man. to me for continuing the show. Now we're going to move on. We're going to touch on these two very quickly. The yes. Avs and the Nuggets. But let's first start. With the abs. Woo! The red hot abs. Since coming off COVID break in the end of December, actually January, it was January. Yes. The abs are oh, I'm sorry, 10, 0, and 1 in their last 11. Boom. In fact, I'm pulling it up. Hang on. Vamp, vamp, vamp. The abs are hot like that nerd you saw in high school. Then later in life, you see her hot and she aged like a fine wine. That's how the abs are looking. Right wow. Now. <laughs> I'm never letting you vamp again. Vamp. Vamp. What does that mean? Vamp. It means cover for me. My computer's loading. Well, just saying that's kind of how the avalanche are right now. But, oh man, they are just absolutely rolling. As we said, they're only lost coming to that. Stupid Predators game, which we can agree each agree that that game was it's just stupid crap. Call. It was a bad. It was call. it was crap. Yes, but as of right now, tops in the Western Conference with mm. fifty-seven points, twenty-seven 
eight and three. They haven't lost double digits in the in regulation yet this season. Suck it, NHL. In fact, they're one of four teams who haven't lost double digits in regulation right now. There's they're 16, two and one at home and on a 14 game home winning streak and 11 and six and two on the road. 14. Can you count that high LeBron? No, you nope. can't. No, cause your team <laughs> sucks, but, <laughs> and actually I want to specifically talk about the last two games on Wednesday and Thursday, back to back games in Cali California. games. Yes. Yes. Especially the Kings game, the Kings game, but Francois. Puts up a two, uh, uh, what was it, like a 33 save shutout on the Ducks. Yes. Really good. And then last night, Darcy Kemper absolutely just had his 42 game. 42 saves on 43 shots. Oh. Wow. And yeah. the Avs were in the penalty box five times. And if Kemper didn't show up in that game, guess well, they got, what? They we would have blown out. We would have got, lo- got blown out and lost big time. The, the Avs I mean, were. They were outshot at one point against the Kings, thirty to ten, mm. and they still find mm-hmm. a way to one. Found a way to one. Found a way to win, and that's what's <laughs> that's what's good about this team. Is just like found a way to one. They're such a shut up. They're such a good <laughs> team that they can win multiple ways. Oh, and it's just that the players that they have on this team. It's just uh, I it helps. Just it definitely helps. And the goaltending is starting to just come into form. And it just seems like everyone's healthy and everyone is just starting to mesh and got that team chemistry well together. And that, mm-hmm. but most importantly, I think it's the health is what is really helping out. The Absolutely. Now there's going to be a point where they're going to hit a slump. It happens with an it's, 82 game season. Yes. I just hope it's not at the end of the regular season. I hope it's like towards the middle of the season. Yeah. And if they hit a slump, they're not going to be a Flyers and lose two 10 games in a row, like 10 games in a row twice. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. <laughs> I can't just, believe that but they're that bad. They're too good of a team. No, they're, they have, they're too talented. And like you said, they're just, they're just too damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And also the games that got postponed in December got rescheduled for February. Yes, I did see that. So all those so, games they missed. Yeah. Yeah. So since they're not going to the all the all star games, since they're not going to um, three, two, one Olympics, 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 they filled February. So they're playing Tampa on the tenth, mm-hmm. at Dallas on the thirteenth, home for Dallas on the fifteenth, Vegas on the sixteenth. That game's gonna suck. Back yeah, to back against Dallas and Vegas. Vegas. That's that's rough. Then at Buffalo on my birthday, the 19th. Barfalo. Barfalo. At Boston on the 21st. Boston. Then at Detroit on the 23rd. Those were all the games they missed. Mm. So it should be, should, that should, I think February is going to be a real rough month for them, especially with Dallas, Dallas, and Vegas. That, those are going to be three tough games. Very tough games. Dallas is just a team that, beats the crap out of the abs every time they play them because they're a they're a very slow paced beat you up team because they can't score because they suck um <laughs> but uh they're rolling and they're hot 
and it's a, and I'm glad to see the goaltending when it, they needed to step up Frankie and Kemper. This is what we wanted when this those two is, goalies came back. So exactly, this is exactly what they needed. And, mm-hmm. and we writing a got, five game winning streak. You got that offense and defense in front of you to, to definitely help out our goaltending ba- better than what Kemper had in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a preview of their week coming up. So they're on a 14 game home winning streak. It might continue hint nudge nudge on Saturday. At 5 p.m. here in Ball Arena, they host the worst team in the league, the Montreal Canadiens. They're going to kick that crap out of them. For reference, the Canadiens are 8, 25, and 6. Final score, 10 to 1. <laughs> hey, don't do that. That's that's jinx waiting to happen. We'll knock on some wood here. Here we go. <laughs> and then on Monday, they host the Chicago Blackhawks. Should be a fun one there. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, they host Boston, Boston. That'll be a fun one. The Boston Bruins. Boston's having an interesting season. 23, 12, and 2. And they yeah. just lost their captain. Bergeron to an injury. And then on Friday, they finish up next week in Chicago. So they play them twice next week. That game's at 6:30 on Friday. And then on Sunday, they finish the month off home against Bergeron. <laughs> Bergeron. Bergeron. <laughs> so should be a they, I think they end the season end the season end the month hot. Those are, are they, three out of those four teams they played, they're much better than. Yes, I agree. They will. Boston, I still think they're better than, mm. but I, I think Boston's a they're they're a hot and cold team, so you never know with that. Oh yeah. And then, obviously, a divisional opponent in the Blackhawks. Again, you never know, but they're going to be wearing those sweet, clean alternate uniforms on Monday. Also, NHL, bring back the reverse retro, please. I don't know why you're being so so stubborn about it and not letting the teams wear them this year. Let them wear those Nordique jerseys again. Those are dope. Those are the abs. They're hot. Let's move on to a less hot team, but playing better in the Denver Yeah, nuggets. And big news this week. They finally I got the deets here about your boy, Bull Bull. Bull Bull, he's gone again. They so they, they traded the same guy twice from the same <laughs> team twice. Go figure. So the Nuggets have acquired San Antonio Spurs guard Brian Forbes in a three-way deal with the Boston Celtics. So the Nuggets sent Bull Bull and PJ Dozier to the Celtics. That one's big. Dozier played some big minutes for him recently. He did, and the Spurs acquired Boston's forward. Oh, boy. Got to try and get this name. Juanco Herman Gomez is his name. And Denver's, He's got two last names in one name. Yes, and Denver's 2028 second-round pick. So there you go. The yes. second-round pick going to the Nuggets, to the Spurs, is protected, which could be anywhere between 31 and 33. And I'm going to say this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The San Antonio Spurs also received $2.335 million in the trade. Mm. So that's the deets of the trade that went down this week. I'm going to say this. The Nuggets really need Jamal Murray back. Mm -hmm. Big time. They've got to get some perimeter shooting. I mean, Jokic scoring 49 against the Clippers two nights ago. We're good. But right here. The Clippers also suck. But right here, though, they did pick up some pretty good 
pretty good firepower that Brian Forbes that they got from the Spurs. Currently, over the last two seasons, he has the best catch-and-shoot three-point mark in the NBA, shooting 45%. So out of 102 players that had 300 attempts, so catch-and-shoot three-pointers, he has the best percentage out of anybody. And also, good. So, DeMarcus Cousins, a.k.a. Boogie Cousins, did sign a 10-day contract with the Nuggets. He should be coming in to play backup yeah, center, which will be a huge boost to the bench. Yes, he actually just did that today. Actually, yep. just this mid-morning, signed a 10-day 10 10 contract, and he will begin against Memphis and Detroit on Friday, and which will be today and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, they so in the last four... The Nuggets have played. They're three and one. Played all right. They spanked Portland one forty to one hundred eight. Spanked the Lakers. Absolutely obliterated the Lakers, which I love. Forcing it. LeBron James to come out and apologize on social media for how bad the team has played. And then they That's got great. they got beat by Utah. Love it. Utah's good. Utah's really That's good. good. One twenty five to one hundred two, and then they beat the Clippers in overtime one thirty to one twenty eight. Yeah, thank God they did. But God, tonight. Oof, the hosting Memphis and Memphis is currently 30, 31, third in the 16. conference. And yes, and not yep. to mention, in my opinion, John Morant, probably one of the top five players in the NBA right now. Oh, he's if so good. Not, maybe even top three. The way he is playing this year, he is just playing like a man possessed. He yeah. is just on fire. Memphis so, is eight yeah. and two in their last 10 coming off a loss. So you never know what's going to happen, but Memphis isn't a team that tends to lose too many in a row. But real quick though, that Jamal Murray has been spotted at nuggets practice slowly, but surely mm-hmm. getting, getting back to form. So getting back to form. To so th- like I said, they need him to get that perimeter shooting and I, they're, he's going to come back soon and give a boost to a team that's, on the fringe of a play, like being a, the last seed in the postseason. So, so if they get a win tonight, which is huge, but It'd be I, huge, I highly doubt it. But their next two games, Sunday and then Tuesday, you you're hosting the Pistons on Sunday and then at the Pistons on Tuesday. You got to win both those games. The Pistons are eleven and thirty-two. You got, yeah, you got to win Bofa, Eric. If not, then you, it's just yeah! you're in bad shape. <laughs> you're, you're in. In bad shape. And then to close out the month of January, they host the or they're at Brooklyn, the Nets, on Wednesday mm-hmm. the 26th, play at the Pelicans the 28th, and then they're at the Bucks on the 30th. Mm-hmm. So they got a couple wins in there. They could squeak out against the Pelicans and the Pistons, but the Nets and the Bucks will de- and the Memphis tonight will definitely be some tough games for them. All right, let's wrap up the show. We're going to bounce back into the NFL and we're going to talk divisional round playoffs. Woo! (laughs) All right. Since there are only four games, we're going to break these down a little more than we have the past weeks. Let's kick things off with the Saturday games. We've got the Bengals and the Titans and the Niners and the Packers. So let's start with the afternoon game on 2.30 p.m. What Mountain West time? CBS. We've got the number four Bengals heading to the Tennessee Titans, who I'm going to be totally honest, forgot was in the postseason because they did not play last week. <laughs> right? They're that, that number one seed. So, Derek, initial thoughts with the Bengals going to Tennessee? 
Mm -hmm. Well, I think for me is how can Joe Burrow do against this Tennessee defense? Because their defense is pretty good. And Agreed. not to mention their front seven is actually pretty surprisingly very, very good. So, yeah, Joe Burrow, he's young, but I don't. I, he's never been in a situation like this. So it makes me wonder is how can he handle the pressure of a, a really bigger playoff game than he had last week? Because last week they had an advantage of being at home, but now you're on the road. You're playing the number one seed and you're playing a hell of a lot better defense than the Raiders. Absolutely. <laughs> And I think the key is, like you said, that Titans defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. Can the oh, Bengals yeah. offensive line hold off on a really good pass rush, like really underrated? In fact, I think the whole Titans team is the most underrated one seed in the history of the playoffs. Seriously. With, with good reason. They've mm -hmm. been kind of inconsistent this year, but they, they have played well when they needed to, and they have showed up in big games. Mm -hmm. so, and then also, Derrick Henry Jeez. was activated off of IR. Yeah, that was just announced today. So Just announced today, but I don't think he's going to make as big of an impact as you'd think. I don't think so either because he's coming off being off for eight weeks and it, surgery on that foot. I mean, it might – it could take him a quarter or two, but – I think man. it's going to take him a game because they're not going to use him all the time. They're not, and I think if Tennessee has managed to pull this game out, I think the next game is when Derrick Henry could be well, dangerous. And what, what Derrick Henry does is he he beats you up throughout the game. He starts off typically very slowly, like getting you know mm -hmm. two yards, two yards, you know five yards or whatever, and then he then he beats you up for a big play. Mm -hmm. But the 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 Patriots, the Titans' run game has been good without him. <laughs> the Patriots, so. <laughs> This is going to be a good game. I, this, I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game over mm. the weekend. But, uh, Derek, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, at Titans, what do you got? I think I'm going to go with the home team, Tennessee. I just think Bengals are good, but I think the Titans just might have just a little bit more experience on their side. And I just think, I hate to say it, I just think Joe Burrow is just going to throw that one costly interception that could cost him the game. Well, I'll say this. I trust Joe Burrow more than I do Ryan Tannehill, which there's something about Tannehill. Definitely. <laughs> but I trust the Titans' defensive line more than the Bengals' offensive line. And if the Bengals can't run the ball, which I don't think they're going Ooh, to, they're going to yeah. lose. So mm -hmm. uh, give me the Titans. The Titans, by the way, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under is 47-and-a-half. I'm taking the under on that one. I think so, too. Yeah. Also, there aren't very big point spreads in this one, by the way, and this week, because these these games tend to be really good. Very, very good. Yep. All right, let's do the other Saturday night game, the NFC matchup. Number six seed Ford and Natas head to Green Bay, the frozen tundra, to face this, off against the Packers. This says the makings of to be a pretty damn good game, I think. I did not see that coming, but man, this I think this is gonna be a really good game. But I think so too, but you got to keep an eye on injuries. Garoppolo's injuries. Nick uh, Bosa's injury. Nick Bosa and Fred Warner were quote unquote limited. So when you see that on an injury report for mm -hmm. the playoffs, there's a good chance they're going to play. 
a big thing to take uh, to keep an eye on too in this game. David Bottiari, the starting left tackle, is questionable with a knee injury. So if he can't go, that's something to keep an eye so on. So is Jair Alexander, their best cover corner. Zadarius mm-hmm. Smith and oh, who is the guy they got from? Uh, Merciless, Whitney Merciless. Whitney Merciless, yes. He's. They are both active. That's that. Here's, that here's the thing: you got to keep on with these injuries. Bakhtiari, Zedarius Smith, and Alexander barely have played this season. Alexander hasn't played at all. Because if of I'm a Packers fan, I want them to play in this game so that next week they're not rusty. Because that's the thing with these long injuries: they when these players come back, it takes them a while. It does. It takes them a while to get back in game shape and in game form. Yeah. But having said that, if there's a team that can overcome the injuries that they have, it's the Packers. Yeah. And I just think, I just think with Green Bay being at home, they just, I don't think there's going to be any rust at all. I just think. No, but you got to think the Niners came out and they looked unstoppable in the first two quarters against the the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And. Keep this in mind, too. In the postseason, Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against the Niners. He sure is. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, that doesn't matter. Sure, it doesn't matter, but it's always in the back of those players' minds. It, it, it is. It's just human nature. You think about it. Oh, and, and I'm when sh- you're thinking about it, you make mistakes. But Aaron Rodgers is better than yeah, and I think he's probably been asked about that probably sometime sure. this week, and he's probably just like, nah, he, you can't let things like that get to you and bother you. If not, it could put some bad mojo on you and your team. Mm-hmm. But with that in mind, the Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under is 47. I am going to go with the Packers. I yeah. Think, I, I think they have some – they got to exercise the demons and <laughs> beat the Niners in the postseason. But this could be very close. Yeah, I am, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Packers, too. I think they just have a slight advantage because they're at home, and it's just I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I do Jimmy G. Well, and if Jimmy G doesn't go, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Oh, so you put a rookie Trey Lance on the road in If, if rookie Field, Trey Lance is in, Packers win in a blowout. Probably. So. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games. We got the Rams and Bucks and the Bills and Chiefs. Let's start with the one o'clock game. My Rams, number four seed, going to Tampa to face the injured, quote unquote, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the two seed. Yeah, real Bucks quick. Are, just go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thing. Uh, Bucks are two and a half point favorites at home. Over under is 48. Bucks have ruled out Ronald Jones and wide receiver Rashad Perryman, so another wideout is out. So they've been ruled out, but Leonard Fournette has been activated off of IR and will be playing. And then also keep in mind for the Bucks, Tristan Wirfs and Jensen, their center, mm-hmm. have not practiced at all this week. They're not looking good to play. Mm-hmm. So, and if they do, they're hurt. That's they're not and they're going against the Rams defensive front. Hoofda. But the Rams are playing Tom Brady, Eric, who has more wins in the playoffs than all these franchises combined. You're correct. <laughs> 34 postseason but the, wins. Derek, those injuries add up. I, I know. They do. But 
I don't know. This is going to be a good game. Rams did beat them. I mean, the Rams actually handed Tampa Bay their first win, first loss this year. They've beaten so. them the last two times they've played. I know it's in the regular season, though. Yeah. But so. I think, and th- you could call me a homer, you could call me whatever, the Rams match up really well in this game. I think so. I think so too. And I think one big thing to keep an eye on is is how can Tampa Bay secondary hold up against Cooper Cup, uh, Vance Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and 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 if Odell Beckham can play like he did last week. Oh yeah. I mean that's if if that's what I think you can keep an eye on because the Bucks' strength is their rush defense, but their weakness is their pass defense. And if that secondary can't hold up against Matthew Stafford and you know his weapons that he's got. They, Tampa Bay could be in trouble possibly, and if or the they Rams, could be in a shootout. And if the Rams continue to run the ball well, which you said Tampa's got a damn good run defense, Very if the Rams good continue defense, to hold, yeah. run the ball well, you might not be able to stop them. Yeah, but, but I, this is gonna be a good game. This, this is gonna be a, gonna be a good game. one. Mm-hmm. Derek, we're gonna start with you. Two and a half point favorites are the Bucks. Who do you got? Man, I hate to say it. I don't want to say it, but I just you can't go against the old man, dude. <laughs> I can't. I want I, Eric. I Eric. I'm rooting. I, but let me let me just let me just put this out there. I'm rooting for the Rams to win. I really am. I want Matthew Stafford. I want him to go far. I actually want him and Odell finally won their first playoff game. Last yeah, time. that's sad, especially for Stafford after 11 years. But. I don't know. And being stuck just, in Detroit. Just, yeah, just something about Tom Brady, man. This just this is where he shines. Granted, I know he's got those injuries, but damn it, Eric. He's got seven Super Bowls for a freaking reason. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it, but son of a gun, man. He's got 34 playoff wins for a reason. I just think it, it, it they might just eke it out, and I think it will be very, very close. All right. right. What about you? Oh, boy. (laughs) I've never been so nervous for a playoff game in my life. It's because I really think those injuries on the offensive line and Perriman going down, their second best receiver, so with all the injuries they've had going down, is huge. Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, and Aaron Donald having injuries on that offensive line, having those three guys could definitely hurt you. Brady got sacked four times against the Eagles. The Eagles. I'm picking the Rams. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, buddy. I'm nervous because of Tom Brady. I actually, I, and I really think the injuries are going to hurt the Bucks. First upset of the weekend's going to be my Rams. Let's go! Man, what a win! If they get this in Tampa Bay against Tom, what a win! This Rams will going be. Super Bowl. We'll see. <laughs> All right. We'll see. And the final game of the weekend, probably the mm. best game of the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Packers Niners on Fox, Rams Bucks on NBC. Yes. And this game on CBS, number three, Buffalo Bills going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Can the Bills exercise the demons? Remember, they beat, they, beat, the they beat the Chiefs this year already it's the regular season in kansas city you gotta throw the regular season out of the picture and so i'm gonna say this the bills ain't gonna have a perfect game again that ain't gonna happen but as we said 
the last few weeks, Devin Singletary has been playing very, very good for Buffalo, which was the kit, the missing piece from them that I said, if they can't run the ball good, it's going to be their their doom. But man, last several weeks, have they been playing damn, damn, damn good. So, oh man, Buffalo Bills currently have no players on their injury list. Kansas City Chiefs have only two. Rashawn Fenton, cornerback, and Daryl Williams, running back. That's and it. Fenton has been practicing this week, too. Yeah, so both these teams come into this game healthy. But, well, I mean, both of them is just crazy. Both of them are Bofa. Yeah! Come off of huge blowout wins from last week. Yes, they did. Um, I guess it comes down to... If the, the, since the Chiefs are healthy and at home, is that enough of a difference? Yeah. And which Bills defense is going to show up in this game? That's oh, I'm not I worried think. about the defense at all. They're uh, going to give up points. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And it's just, but what is Josh Allen or Singletary going to be your leading rusher in this game? Who's going to run better? That's the key. If Singletary is your leading rusher, Bills win. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it right now. Bills win if that's the thing. If Josh Allen is your leading rusher, he better be throwing for 500 damn yards. He better have a game that he did last week if he's your leading yes. rusher. Let's just put let's put that out there. But that's the problem. It's so hard to do that back-to-back weeks. Oh, by the way, Kansas same for City. Same for Mahomes. It'll be hard for him to have 400 yards and four touchdowns again. Yeah, you're right. Kansas City has the lowest favorite they're minus two over under is 54 <laughs> take the over seriously I, I, it's just all right eric i'll let you uh, pick first Chiefs oh or bills? man there's something about the bills and the way they've been playing that i'm sitting here and i'm like That's, it really feels like the bills time to shine as chris berman says Nobody circles the wagons yeah. like the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yep. <laughs> but it's so hard to go against the Chiefs at home. It it really is. But Eric, the NFL <sighs> this year has been weird, and, and weird upsets have happened. But the playoffs haven't, though. No. The only upset was the the Cowboys, and I don't even really consider that an upset. An upset because I didn't trust them exactly. Come on, I'm, who are you picking? Oh, I'm going with the Bills. Yeah! Me too. And it's not because I think the Chiefs are bad. I think they're, they're not the bad. best team in the AFC again. But I think the Bills are just hotter right now. You know, they have more momentum. Mm-hmm. And I think the Chiefs playing last week helps. If the Chiefs didn't play last week, I'd pick the Bills in a heartbeat. Oh, but, I think so, too. And whoever wins this game, I'm telling you, is going to the Super Bowl. Titans can't match either of these teams. Bengals can't match either of these teams. I so, agree with you, too. I agree. Whoever wins. I, I was saying that last weekend. I said, yeah, whoever wins between Bills and Chiefs, I think one of them is going to the Super so, Bowl. And I'm picking the Bills. You said go with your gut. I'm going with my heart. <laughs> I want the Bills to win. Yes! Go Buffalo! Not because I hate the Chiefs necessarily. Well, I do. 
I want somebody else in there. Seriously. So, Chiefs have been there the last, what, three years? Yeah. And I Ugh. actually, at the beginning of the season when we did that playoff predictor, I predicted the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. You sure so, did. You sure did. I said they were the best team in the AFC, and they really aren't right now, but they're playing like the best team in the AFC. And that's what I think is, is because guess what, Eric? Guess what the Chiefs' biggest weakness is? The rush defense. Hello. So, it, again, if Buffalo runs the ball, they'll win. They will win. Devil, they have Devin, to do it. Singletary does what he did last week against the Chiefs. It's a guaranteed win. Yep. And that's why I think. Well, Buffalo I don't will, think it's guaranteed at all, man. I mean, it well, just. But, but, but that's what I think is why Buffalo can win is if they run the ball good, and that's why I'm picking them. If they run like they did last week, they're going to win. i tell you what. If the NFL is crazy like it has, if the playoffs are crazy like the season has been, we'll have a Bengals-Bills post-championship, and we'll have a Niners-Rams championship. Oh, what a get loud crazy, huh? Oh, God, I don't want that. <laughs> oh, I would love that. but No, I don't want to play the Niners again. But, but for your side, hey, I want to oh. talk, if, if that happens, talk about exercising the let's demon. Just, let's we'll, just say we'll this. We'll get to that next week if for that the, happens. If the Rams but. win next week or this week, the next week's going to suck. But yeah, you want to talk way. about exercising the demons. Exercise the Rams are going to have the Rams are going to have to do that next week if, if they win and the Niners. All right, recapping but, our picks before we log off here. We both picked the Titans on Saturday afternoon to beat the Bengals. Yep. We both picked the Packers. I think it's going to be a squeak out win for the Packers, by the way, over the Niners. Mm-hmm. I picked the Rams. You picked the Bucks, just, And we both picked the Bills. Woo! Go Buffalo! <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on the show thanks for tuning in as always ladies and gentlemen also remember if you want to help support the show head on over to anchor.com backslash Derek and eric show or backslash leslie a rodriguez and you can find our show and support us that way thanks again for tuning in talk to you later people all right all right